Footprints of Hope. Stories of people who took their faith and turned it into a better life. In Isaiah 64, 1, the writer is begging God to do exactly what God eventually did when Jesus came. Tear open the heavens and come down so that the mountains would quake at your presence. Most of us have probably prayed a similar prayer at one time or another. Oh, help us. Doesn't it seem at times that the world has become so bad that only God could make sense out of it? Good people seem to get hurt when they do stand up for what is right. Often it seems that people who do bad things have less trouble. A friend of mine named John has a storefront ministry on the streets of a large metropolitan city. Some time ago, John called to ask for prayer for his storefront ministry because a large gang had just come to town. One gang member named Rick had wandered into the mission one night about midnight. Wick was high on amphetamines. His dark brown eyes looked wild. His normally golden brown skin was pale and lusterless. His breathing was shallow. John knew the boy was in danger from dying from some bad reaction. So John closed the storefront and hurriedly took the boy to a nearby emergency room. Rick stabilized after several hours. John stayed most of the days at the hospital with Rick during several weeks of recovery, only leaving to serve the storefront ministry at night. Then Rick stayed at the storefront mission for a few days. Rick didn't seem to have any family or home other than the streets. After a few days at the mission, however, Rick just disappeared into the anonymity of the streets. As days went by without hearing from Rick, John became depressed to think that Rick had returned to the gang. Several weeks later, however, Rick came to the mission near midnight once again. Two other boys, dressed in gang clothes, were with Rick. Both were struggling to breathe, just like Rick had been when John first met him at the mission. John moved towards Rick to see if he, too, was high. He appeared to be sober. These guys need help, John. I told them how you helped me. John was taken aback because he had assumed Rick had fallen back into his old ways. I've even told them about your Jesus. They probably don't believe it any more than I did. But maybe sometime they will. John locked the door to the mission, helped the boys into his car, and once again headed toward the emergency room. Over the next two years, the scene would repeat itself over and over again. Not all the boys got straightened out. Some of them died. In fact, John never saw or heard from the majority of them again. But Rick kept on bringing them. Rick joined John once as he spoke at a fundraiser for the mission. When Rick told his story, John's missionary heart was full. It seemed worth all the sacrifice that John had made for the ministry just to see. Rick's progress. 
Word was getting around to the city about how to get out of the slavery of gangs and drugs. John was on duty at the mission late one Christmas Eve. Rick appeared at the door of the mission holding a stumbling gang member. As John opened the door, a car slowed down nearby. Before John realized what was happening, a gun appeared through the open window. Shots rang out. Rick fell into John's arms. His eyes blazed with death. In a moment like that, while John watched the life ebb from a young man with so much promise, the words of Isaiah made the most sense. Can't you hear John crying out with Isaiah? Oh God, oh God, that you would burst forth from the heavens and come down. How the mountains should quake in your presence. John was brokenhearted as he opened the door of the mission on the night after Rick's funeral. John asked himself over and over, where is God in all of this? John was angry as he looked at the Christmas tree in the window. It was now obscured from the outside by a piece of plywood placed in the window pane that had been broken by a stray bullet. John hoped everyone would just stay away that night. But then the door slowly opened and two young men in gang attire tentatively looked in at John. John thought about the gun that was now kept nearby in case trouble struck again. Before he could speak to the boys, however, two police officers stationed nearby because of the recent shooting grabbed them and pushed them into the mission. One policeman asked, what are you guys doing here anyway? We came to see Rick's friend, one boy shouted, his hands in the air. John recognized one of the boys. He had been with Rick when he was shot. Rick told me about you. He said you were his friend. Can you help me and my friend too? We want out. The words of Isaiah were alive in that moment for John as well. Oh Lord, you are our father, we are the clay, and you are our potter. Think of a time when your world was shattered by events around you, a time when your faith was tested. What scripture passages brought comfort and joy? John worked at the storefront ministry for many years. The door opened hundreds of times and boys would ask, are you Rick's friend? Never again did any gang make any attack on John or the ministry. John retired after a while and was replaced by a young pastor. The first night the young man worked, he sat for several hours and finally asked John, what are we doing here? Just wait, John said, you'll see. About 11 p.m., the door slowly opened and the gang members stumbled in. Are you Rick's friend? John smiled as they helped the boys into the van to take them to the emergency room. John introduced the new pastor to the boys. Let me tell you about their friend and ours, Rick. Amen.
has been a 2021 Footprints of Hope podcast, inspiring stories of faith by Pastor Mary McQueen. Visit her at Pastor Mary Mac on Twitter. Visit the blog at PastorMcQueen.com. Original score and post-production provided by Ken McQueen. Visit him at threescorefilm.com.